Welcome back to another episode of the Four Train Savages podcast. This episode we have number 96, cl- uh, closely approaching number 100. Pretty soon, gonna hit that mark, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but you know what else is pretty cool? The New York Yankees have rattled off their fourth straight series dub, just swept the Chicago Cubs. They have won 16 of their last 20. This team is rolling. We now have the comparisons of this team to the 98 Yankees, the top uh, teams in history, because they're doing historical things. We have Aaron Judge doing historical things, being mentioned in the same breath as Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, all these crazy records being broken this early on in the season. It's safe to say that the Death Star is in full effect right now. The Evil Empire is clicking on all cylinders. Uh, the th- This team has just been doing it all. And for rightfully so, they've been doing historic things. So that's being brought up in conversation. I'm not so sure how I would compare them to the 98 Yankees, but this team is they're doing some crazy stuff right now. And Tyler, they just they just uh, we weren't here for the last pod, but they won their series against Minnesota in Minnesota, even during a series where didn't get the best of pitching. And then they go ahead and they play the Chicago Cubs and they win three straight yesterday was like a football score so <laughs> when that one 18 to four so the Yankees are rolling man yeah dude and Minnesota too I mean it almost looked like going into the third game I think that was a game Garrett pitched like we were gonna drop it drop that series but I mean yeah I mean we, we've been talking about it for a little while like the the pace this team is on I think we're on pace to win 118 games and, you know, it, it was kind of funny the first, you know, 35 games of the season were like, oh, they're on pace to win 114 or something just ridiculous like that. And listen, I'm not going to come out here and make some wild comparison either, but, I mean, we're a good chunk into the season. We got 16 losses. It's nuts. Um, they lead the American League in runs scored now. Um, they've given up 180 runs um, the least in baseball, I think the next most or the next least is 203 by the Dodgers. Yes. So it's just wild. And anything I kind of nitpick in this pod is clearly just because I need something to talk about because I have to nitpick something. Um, but yeah, teams absolutely rolling 44 and 16 best record in baseball by what? Four or five games at this point. Um, not a lot to complain about, dude. Um, but yeah. The Yanks are rolling. They remain, as Randy Marsh would say. Oh, hot, 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 hot. This team is hot, and um, you know the uh, the '98 Yankees. I wouldn't go as far to say that that team they're not as good because obviously that team followed through and won a World Series. But what they're doing for this historical start makes it's it's important to make note of what this team is doing and the drastic comparison of of last year and where Yankees fans' mindset was. And it's um, it's crazy to think. I think that this the pitching staff in comparison to the '98 Yankees is a little more comparable. I think, but and and I think the crazy thing is that we're doing or the Yankees are doing this with having as much in. We didn't. We're going to talk about those catalysts to that last that last win in Minnesota, like you said with with Garrett Cole was actually Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo. But we're doing this with 
guys in the lineup in a Hicks and Gallo that Yankee fans are very like we said we've been complaining about him and other fans have been complaining about him but you have really the outstanding position players that you look to are Aaron Judge Giancarlo Stanton and then you can look at a guy like Jose Trevino you want to say DJ LeMahieu and Glaber Torres I wouldn't say those are outstanding seasons but a guy like Aaron Judge is driving it with his just he's clearly the best player in baseball but when you look at the of what they're doing right now and how it compares to top baseball teams in Yankee history and a lot of people make the argument that the 98 Yankees are the best team in the sport ever which because they followed through with the championship and obviously this comparison will not matter unless they win it but that's what you're being compared to and it's not as if every single piece of this team is clicking on all cylinders but it just seems as though because one they're winning but it just seems that they all fit very well together if that makes sense to you Tyler they just fit they fit well together. So they, yeah, they've just kind of been figuring it out. I mean, we had a couple dudes go down in Donaldson and Stan, and not like a level of panic at the time, but we were just like, okay, you know, you know, go go ahead and go play 500 ball, and for the most part, we'll be cool with it. But I mean, dude, they didn't just play 500 ball. I mean, I'm I'm still just running through the standings in the league now. Yanks have a 7.33 win percentage this year. Next highest is the Mets at 6.45. Like mm. 16 losses in 60 games. That's wild, dude. We yeah. we had, we had to lose forty games before we won forty games last year, and we made a handful of moves this off season. Yes, um, and and with the something to keep in our thought with this stretch coming up against better teams. This I would say, what's the stretch? I would say it's like uh, sixteen games, maybe fourteen games. But nonetheless, we play against Tampa twice, and we play against Toronto. And me and Tyler have been talking about this on the pod leading up to it. We have Tampa, Toronto, Tampa again, Houston. And then it gets a little easier with Oakland. Um, but this next stretch is you're saying, um, by comparison, like you said the New York Mets, Tyler. The New mm-hmm. York Mets were ahead by, I think it was 12-some-odd games or a similar clip by us. And you look at the Atlanta Braves who rattle off the number of wins so that's where we're supposed to get fat off these bad teams but it can the lead can diminish a little bit as long but as long as the Yankees stay the way that they've been playing there shouldn't be too much of an issue um you know play the Mets played 500 ball on their road trip and they were able to still have a sizable I think it's a six game lead or so on the Atlanta but it, like we said this is a marathon but what they're doing right now is just so encouraging versus what we had to watch last year mm-hmm. and you say they're putting themselves in the correct position by beating up on bad teams to then win the division overall and that's all we can ask um and then heading against the Tampa and to, at Toronto and at Tampa again and then Houston that's going to be a tough stretch but it's something that's manageable with how well they've been playing right now we've we've we look healthy uh the pitching staff is still intact and they bounce back well against the Cubs after a bad bad stretch in Minnesota, and we hope that they do the same against um, against Tampa. But yeah, I, dude. I mean, if if you if the Yanks kind of go out and win both these series, I'm not gonna say it's put away time because it's still June. But I mean, Yanks are tied for the largest at lo- yeah, the largest division lead in baseball at eight and a half games. So I mean, you could really like just kind of step on their throat just a little bit more if you go out and win. You know. Two series against Tampa and a series against Toronto. Houston, I mean, is Houston. They're annoying. I'm not specifically too worried about them. I hate them for other reasons. But, uh, 
Like, let's lock up the division, dude. Let's keep let's keep pulling away a little bit. I'm looking at the standings, too, dude. The Sox have kind of turned it around 8-2 and two in their last 10. Uh, went on a seven-game winning streak, all that. And they actually, they were in 11 and a half games back before that winning streak. And now they're 12 and a half games back. So it just tells you how good this division is to begin with. Um, and just a pretty sight to see, to see the Sox 12 and a half games back. Even though with the extended wild card, they... Uh, I think they hold a position, a playoff uh, spot as of right now, but yeah, that's beyond me. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's a marathon, as we said. We'll get into later in the summer, and and once we play Boston, that'll be fun in July. Uh, but uh, before we head into the games, uh, if this is your first time listening to the pod, we really appreciate it. Be sure to uh, subscribe to us, whether on Apple, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, so you stay up to date with all the episodes when they come out. We really appreciate it. If you're listening on Apple, be sure to leave us a review. Um, and head over to our social medias, at 4Train uh, Savages on Instagram, as well as at 4Savages on Twitter. Um, about to really be an 8K, Rob. Yep, about to be at 8K. Hopefully hit 10K pretty soon this summer. Uh, so that'll be exciting to see. And head over to uh, our YouTube channel to give us a subscribe there. Um, cool. Let's head into the first game against Minnesota. We'll kind of run through these ones quick. But uh, this one was a W for the Yanks in the column. 10-4. Not the greatest start by Jameson Tyone in this one. Uh, he only went four uh, innings pitched with nine hits, given up four earned runs, one walk, three strikeouts. Uh, looked like he labored through this game uh, for the most part. But this one started off with a bang with Aaron Judge hitting a two-run home run to center in this. And then Giancarlo Stanton, this one was a funny home run because he hit it and he couldn't even see it off the bat because the shade was weird on his yeah. eyes and he looked that <laughs> weird there. Um but then the uh, Minnesota Twins come back, uh, get it within one run, and then Judge once again capitalizes, gets us up 4-2. Uh, we had a DJ. Uh, I think this was a bases-loaded walk in this this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Rizzo goes ahead. I know this game ran very long, um, and I did not – I felt I dozed off by the seventh inning, but Anthony Rizzo gives us some insurance when before we're up 5-4 and uh, extends it to 8-4. And then uh, Trevino gets in a run. Gallo tacks on, gets us up 10-4. Very good series for Gallo, foreshadowing there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we win this one, 10-4. 10-4, like the radio call that they 10-4. do. 10-4. On those. 10-4, 10-4. 10-4. Um, but, yeah, win that first game. Game two, we hit the L uh, on this one. Uh, Nestor just did not give us the good start here. But he's allowed to with how good he's been this year. 100%. So he'll be – bouncing back we think um but all that we got from this was a dj sack fly uh and then after that it was just not good um byron buxton is a problem dude yeah byron buxton is very good uh so game three garrett cole is on the mound hello everyone kermit the frog here this was a disturbing start (laughs) tyler yeah uh let's just say um john sterling's call i listened back to it uh, he was getting super excited because I think it's the only the seventh time in Major League Baseball history where it's been uh, to lead off a game or uh, not a game, but lead off a, a bottom half of the inning for Minnesota. It would be because they were the home team. Um, but I believe it went who went back to back. It went Arias home run, Buxton home run, then Correa home run. And you're looking <laughs> like at Garrett. <laughs> uh, but Joey Gallo then comes back up, hits a, a two run bomb. 
in the top of the second, but then Buxton comes back in the bottom of the second and puts him up with a three-run home run, and then uh, Larnach uh, hits a home run uh, to put them up 7-3, but then the Yankees tack away, tack away with Gallo in a home run, DJ home run, Hicks gets a home run to tie the game, uh, and then uh, Rizzo puts us up finally to get a single in the top of the seventh um, right there, and then Hicks with some insurance there, but um, this this start for Cole, as of now, he doesn't have he has the worst ERA mm-hmm. of the Yankee starters while we're currently speaking. Uh, but just it, that's the crazy thing is that the Yankees pitching staff all year has been that good that, that our good. Pre- our presumed ace is the worst out <laughs> of them. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because realistically, I think we have three all-stars from this pitching staff. I would say, um, but there's p- still plenty of time because now they can be competing with each other to make the all-star team. Yeah, before, literally. Pri- prior to this Minnesota game, I would have said, and I don't know if you would agree with me, Tyler, but if I had to, I would say three starters from the Yankees is realistic to get in. I would say it'd be Garrett, uh, Nestor, and Jamison Tyone. But now, I, Sevy had a really good start yeah, again. It, it almost seems like they'll be, like, competing, like you said, for, like, that final, like, or squeak one of them in. Yeah, and but... it'll be good to see. But if they, were a, if they were a player on another team, or if they would be the ace of their staff, I've said this before, yeah. uh, they would be the ace of their staff. Um, but with this start, Cole is on the bump tomorrow against Tampa, which is going to be a huge game, obviously. Yeah. At home in the Bronx against Tampa, rival. They're the second in the division as of now. Um, so that'll be a big start for him to bounce back because he, his body language on the mound was just uh, – he looked very upset. Yeah, and I don't good. know who was in the vicinity – when he was in the clubhouse after or in the dugout, but I would be staying very far away from him when he was looking. Um, but, yeah, the Yankees, uh, like you said at the start, they I, I, they kind of stole one here uh, a little bit. 10-7, they bounced back with the help of Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks, and uh, I made the joke uh, to someone at the stadium for the next game that I was at, which was the first Cubs game, I was like, ah, oh, could we be in Minnesota to see uh, Hicks and Gallo play well? Because yeah. uh, Ru- I don't know if it was Ruko. Also, th- these were Ryan Ruko games, so this is why the craziness happened in game three. It's so weird. It, like, legit is a thing. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. Um, but he, uh, yeah, whenever games he calls, it's weird. But, the yeah, Hicks has played well against his former team, and Gallo has been of late been hitting the ball a little bit more, which is – a sight to be seen, uh, and when he's contributing to wins in this way, there's no, you know, no, no complaints on our end, no complaints on Yankee fans' ends. It's just uh, consistently stringing it together. But for let's let's do before we head into the Cub series real quick, we are going to do our savages of the series for this Minnesota series. Uh, Tyler, I don't know how many times I'll be giving it to this guy yeah. this year, uh, but Joey Gallo just was very good in this series. Won us the game, or got us back within the game here in the last one. He also had the RBI in the first game. Joey Gallo stringing together some good games in Minnesota, and uh, can't complain there. But who who would you have for that one? 
Yeah, dude, I'm kind of in the same boat, and I got to go with someone that I've just been on the last, uh, you know, the whole year pretty much is Aaron Hicks. Uh, six hits in this series, dude. Two walks, so he's 6 4 11. Three ribbies, a homer. Uh, two runs scored as well. And, dude, he threw a runner out at the plate. And yes. I had, I legit had to do like a double take. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I thought you, I thought you had a noodle arm now. But I'm not saying it'll happen all the time. But I was very surprised when I saw that. And it was always like, it was almost like, "Okay, dude, can you like kind of play defense again, or was this just a thing that you've been? Is it, have you been holding up this juice the last sixty games?" But yeah, I got to give Hicks a little bit of appreciation here. Uh, Could have went to a lot of people though, but yeah. Hicks for this one. Yeah. Uh, all right, MVPs of sucking for this series. They stink. Uh, Garrett Cole, uh, <laughs> just not great. Um, but the team picked you up, and unlike I think was the pat the probably the worst start before that had to be the Detroit one. The Detroit game was very the the Detroit game at Detroit was very yeek. Uh, but this one just the back to back to back home runs, and we know that he has a issue with home runs in general and it seems like solo home runs a lot of times uh but we've come to know that as him so uh but bounce back against tampa dude that's all we can ask who'd you get dude i kind of like i'm trying to figure out a hitter to go for but everyone kind of hit in some way this game it's kind of are you gonna give it to nestor it's kind of rude to give it to (laughs) nestor um i could piggyback off of cole but yeah dude i mean I've said that Nestor's really good, obviously, since he's been on the mound. So I'm going to raise the roof a little bit. I'm going to raise my level of expectation. So not that he... I respect it. Not that he absolutely did not deserve a bad start because, dude, pitching essentially took the weekend off in the series, which I was completely fine with. But, yeah. You still win, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, when you you still win, yeah, I'm all good with it. But, um, yeah, dude, I'm going to give it to Nestor to just kind of be a little hardo on him, I suppose. I'm, uh, you know, raising the bar. So... Yeah, dude. Nestor, I suppose, hurts kind of, but is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Cool. Let's head into the Cubs series. So this is the first time the meeting for Anthony Rizzo of his old team uh, in the Bronx this time. little Clint drama pre- pre, Clint. uh, I tweeted it out. I said, said, so, yeah, let's talk about that for a little bit. I want to chat about that. Yeah, Um, So Clint, Clint, uh, prior to the game, was talking about how the Yankees were – Essentially, they restricted him in their rules and the way that the organization ran and dealt with him, and it didn't allow him to flourish the same way he would have liked to see, and he was basically looking forward to playing against the Yankees, as a lot of players would if they were returning to play their old team. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tweeted out, I said, oh, it's the return of Clint Frazier. An hour later, I'm on the train (laughs) because I was at this game. I go, update, Clint Frazier has been DFA'd because, yeah, I, he wasn't playing well. And I think, who did they make the roster spot for? I don't someone, remember who it was. Uh, someone came back from being hurt. I want to say it was Kikuchi or um, not Kikuchi. Um, the dude they signed over the winner, the center fielder. Is, uh, Fuck. Uh, this is bad. Um, but he, they made a roster spot for whoever was hurt and came back, and I believe it was him. And I just named a, I named a pitcher, but I know who exactly who I'm thinking of. i got to figure out who it is. But, um, 
yeah, I think they made the roster spot for him. And then if you read the article, dude, he said some things like, yeah, like the Yankees, you know, they don't really want you to be who, like, who you are over there. And it's like, I don't, like, I get it. The Yanks are maybe a little strict in some areas, but I don't think they didn't like you because you're like a sneakerhead and, and like, you got long hair. Yeah. I, I, it's because I, you, you didn't hit the ball and you couldn't catch the ball. Listen, and there's <laughs> mixes of truth in there. I think that the whole militarized uh, haircut and shave is outdated. I understand yeah. why Steinbrenner did it at the time, but times have changed, and I think as long as Steinbre- the Steinbrenners are owners of the team, that that will be a rule for as long as they're the owners of the New York Yankees. Um, and it's their team. Listen, it's the most storied franchise. Steinbrenner made it even more so the Yankees after the golden ages of prior and the fifties and, you know, Babe Ruth and stuff. And Steinbrenner took it into the new generation and I get it. Um, I don't, the rule is just more and more. We're seeing how it's just outdated, but uh, to blame that for you not playing well, I know that he had vertigo there. There was something else that I think he was dealing with medically that he said, but just yeah, it he had, had to, to be he had all the concussions and whatnot too yeah it had to be a real gut punch for him to come out come out with that statement that was in then an article i believe and then for him to be dfa'd not good i Matt, he got dfa'd it's not as if he got sent down like the miguel Andujar treatment yeah they were like just, we don't want you anymore so the the cubs yeah the cubs, the cubs bad team the, dude the team that lost 18-4 yesterday i mean they didn't even they didn't even look like these didn't look like two teams that were in the same league no no um but yeah that happened pre-game for game 1 so game 1 i was in attendance for this one the it was a lot of Cubs fans there. That that fan base definitely shows out being a storied baseball franchise. Um, did a little did a little betting before the game. Maybe a little too many cocktails, but uh, a couple two tree, a couple two tree. Uh, Severino, I put in a little prop for I think six and a half, but he exploded through that with ten strikeouts. I think he did it within like the first three innings, and then I also put in a uh, a prop for uh, fourth inning first score and Glaber Torres followed through on that one so he homered in the first one but yes yeah, Se- Sevy went wait six you had Glaber fit. homer no, no no not Glaber homer first inning score oh uh, okay so still yeah. though yeah <laughs> I think that was I think Glaber to home run is plus 600 at least I was using DraftKings so it was plus 600 yeah. and then to first inning score fourth inning I think it was plus 1100 because I think they probably favored the fact that the Yankees would score early but I was like eh, let's throw a little something on there yeah why not um, uh, so Sevy went six innings pitch, seven hits, one earned run, one walk, ten Ks. Stellar start for Sevy. Uh, Glaber Torres with the home run, as I said in the fourth. Then Jason Hayward in the fifth comes back and hits a home run. Just that guy is just. I was like, dude, I, you still play? I don't know how they <laughs> haven't. I mean, they've signed up for the long haul with that guy. I know he had a great season in St. Louis, but yeah, and and, and Kay was talking about on the broadcast that the reason that they have him around is to nurture the younger guys and kind of makes sense i guess makes sense but he is a 184 mil 23 aav that is crazy contract for him uh that is sound the alarms on that not not the good alarm that we like but that is just not great um but yeah this game went very long i stayed till the very end um which i'm proud of because it was going a while i was sitting 
in front of these guys, and they had made the comment, Tyler, you'll appreciate this. They made the comment that once we headed into the 10th inning and they go, oh, runner on second rule. Thanks, Rob Manfred. And I literally turned around. Did go, you? I, yeah, 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 I did. I did. Oh, dude, I, I, I was going to say it. And I, go, baby. I go, yeah, this is pretty, this is a good rule. And they're like, really? And I go, yeah. I go, what's wrong? Yankees are capable. Get out of each inning. And they give you a runner on second to end the game immediately. And what do you know, Tyler? By that 10th inning, it had to take another three. Yeah, this so, would have been a 20-inning game, Rob. This would have been a 20-inning <laughs> game if they did not have a runner on second. And I go, and and <laughs> I turned around to them after uh, Trevino, spoiler alert, hit the walk-off. And I go, thanks, Rob Manfred. Because <laughs> this is one thing I think he's done well is this runner on second. Because we would have been there forever. Forever, yeah. And... And in the pinch hit situation, he said, spoiler alert, uh, Higashioka was hitting. Uh, they pinch hit Trevino, and this guy just keeps getting it done. Comes in it's and insane. gets in Gallo. Uh, where the inning prior, they, I think it was, I think they had a runner on third, I want to say. And uh, Gallo struck out, and we all said, ugh. And um, then Hicks lined out hard at third, I think, right? He, like, uh, just missed the walk off or something. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, so yeah, Trevino walks it off, and the vibes are immaculate in the Bronx. Just amazing, dude. His um, stats are are unreal. Like, and he's twenty nine. I literally thought he was like thirty four. I didn't even realize he was twenty nine. But dude, in thirty nine games this season, I tweeted today a three hundred nine batting average, three fifty six on base. 505 slugging. Dude's slugging 500. It's Jose Trevino, an 861 OPS and a 146 OPS plus. That's a higher OPS plus. Now, who knows? Uh, these guys got about 15, 20 more games, more games than Trevino played this year. But that's a higher OPS plus than Rizzo, Glaber, Josh Donaldson, um, DJ LeMahieu. And, yeah. <laughs> the only dudes that I have higher OPS plus than Trevino uh, to date is Judge and Stanton. Throw it's nuts. Matt Carpenter, too. Oh, yeah, and Matt Carpenter. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Carpenter's um, out of his mind. The dude only hits home runs, apparently. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Trevino gets the walk off there, and the Yankees take that one. Game two, uh, Jordan Montgomery on the mound in this one. Jordan goes seven, in seven innings pitch, five hits. 5K, zero walks, zero earned runs. This game was on primetime Fox. Do we even classify um, this as a baseball game? Eight to nothing. <laughs> eight to nothing. Judge let off Homer. Stanton hit an absolute rocket. Yeah. <laughs> Cl clocked at the fastest ball this season. Exit Velo, I think it was 119.6. So just Jesus. missed the 120 mark. Glaber, back-to-back -back games, home runs. Trevino had a home I think it was really funny. My dad was watching this game with me, and he looked at me. He goes, look at the exit velo compared to Stan. And his Trevino was like 90. <laughs> Trevino's was, was like 96. I think Glaber was like 101. Judge was around 113. Um, and it's like if Stanton barrels it, it's just. It's going. It's, it's going. It's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Rizzo home run with against his former team, so that was cool to see. Uh, IKF got a got a little RBI action, and then Judge once again a sack fly, eight nothing win, nothing more else to really report <laughs> here. To <laughs> uh, game three, more of the same. Tyler Jameson Tyon on the mound in this one, a very solid start. 
for J-Mo. Not crazy great, but a solid start. Uh, Dude, look five at this. Pitch, seven <laughs> hits, three earned runs, one walk, five Ks. And the chart to look at all the scoring is pretty pretty astonishing. Dude. That's what I was about to say. I was, I was about to interrupt you and be like, dude, just look at this scoring summary here. It's like a page long. Ian Happ starts it off with a home run, but then the Yankees go ahead and get in a run on a bases-loaded walk. Drop a uh, five spot. <laughs> IKF, double, two runs. Joey Gallo, double, two runs. Then back in the bottom of the second, Matt Carpenter, home run. Then bottom of the third, Kyle Higashioka finally joins the party, gets a home run, goes up 9-1. Tyler, this game went on forever, and it was the third (laughs) inning, and I thought it should have been the eighth. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton doubles, does everything, just a beast. Um, The Cubs tack on three two more runs uh, by the top of the fifth. Matt Carpenter home runs again. Um, Excuse me. Uh, Anthony Rizzo then gets a single to get in another run. Stanton gets another single to get in a run. Matt Carpenter doubles to get in a run. Uh, IKF uh, reaches on a uh, what is it uh, infield single, gets in another run. Seventeen to four at this point. It's like we're watching the Giants versus the Bears at this time yeah. or something. <laughs> um, and then Kyle Gashioka with Schwindel comes in to hit. He goes ahead and. I think it was the slowest recorded pitch of all time in Major League Baseball, and Higgy just had the fat, fast bat speed, and he was able to get it over the left field wall. 35 miles an hour. <laughs> so that's good for Higgy's line. Yeah, I mean, do he gets it, two dude. more home runs. Uh, the catching production spot is Higgy, Higgy had a good series, and uh, I think there was a game where Trevino, this was the game I believe Trevino was scratched, and people are maybe a little concerned about that. I think he said he was having – back soreness or some sort of back issue that yeah, we he wanted played to learn more about. Day game after a night game, too. I mean, he's uh, a starting catcher, it looks like, obviously. Oh, yeah, but um, any kind of level of production that we're getting from the hit and hitting position out of the catcher is just feed us more. Give Ridiculous, us. yeah. So the Yankees take three straight. Other than a one game where the game went a little long into the 13th, but Trevino walked it off, I mean, all he could say is this was just a rout, and the they just destroyed them. Um, and Aaron Judge continues to be that dude. Um, mm-hmm. And the team is clicking on all cylinders, it seems, offensively. Yes, it was a bad team with the Cubs, but... That's you're what we want, to, dude. You're supposed to beat who you're supposed who they put on the schedule for you, and that's the name of the game, moral of the story, and that's what you're going to do. It's kind of, um, it was kind of yeah. like in the middle of a college football season where Bama's playing like I don't know Central Idaho, <laughs> some random team that, that no some random D1 team that no one's heard of, and they blow them out like 56 to four or 56 to three. Yeah, that, that was the vibe of this game. 18 oh. to four, dude, ridiculous. So uh, let's do our savages of the series for this one. Uh, so I don't know the next time I'll be able to give this award to him, so I'm just going to have to do it. Is Kyle Higashioka goes ahead two home runs? He also had an RBI in the game prior, um, or was it the? No, 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 where am I looking? Uh, no, he no, not the game. Well, this game deserves it, not the game prior. He, I was thinking he had a single in one of these other opportunities, but. I don't know how many I'm going to be able to give out to him uh, based on his prior performance, but maybe this is a confidence booster to help the other end of the offensive 
catcher or uh, the other catcher to get some offense going and maybe see something. But clearly, Jose Trevino, it's his job to lose at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when we went on with uh, NYY Recaps, Derek, on his YouTube channel, we asked what would be the catching the catching favor favoritism if Rortvet came up. But obviously, he's hurt. But the what would it be? But now Trevino is playing himself into a cemented role, it seems, this year. And we've seen um, this before, Rob. Yeah, it was Higgy when he came back and he took a little bit of playing time from Gary. Well, I'm saying Geo, like Voight, it's Oh yeah. It's strange. I mean they've had guys that they've kind of just pulled from other teams as like something some insurance or something like that and then they we're just kind of riding this wave with them. And sometimes the wave lasts a little while. So I'm here for that, dude. Uh-huh. Who'd you have? I could go Matty Carps. Two dingers and seven ribbies. It's ridiculous. Uh, but I'm not going to get too cute with it. I'm going to go Aaron Judge. I mean, the guy's on an absolute mission. He had six hits in the series. Uh, four runs scored. Two homers. Three RBIs. Uh, two walks as well. Only three strikeouts. I believe I saw someone tweeted today. He is the lowest whiff rate um, in all of baseball by a lot. So he's yeah. not even uh, striking out or missing balls as much as he used to. Uh, his numbers on the season, dude, let me pull them up, are just just funny. I mean, the dude is on pace to hit 60-something home runs. So far, he's accumulated three-and-a-half war. Uh, he's, he's got a – oops, sorry, I'm stumbling here. Uh, he's got 318 batting average, 391 on base, leads the league in slugging at 686, leads the league in OPS at 1.077, and has a 204 OPS plus. Ridiculous. I mean, and he's the center fielder. That's like the biggest thing for me. He This is going to make him worth more money when he's done, or when his contract, you know, it resumes in, in the offseason. He's a center fielder, dude. That's hitting leadoff. It's 280 pounds. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's sexy time. It's sexy time, yeah. as Michael K said. Uh, yeah. Um, the I don't have any MVPs of sucking for this series. No. Because why would you uh, when you destroy a team um, like the Yankees did this time? Uh, but the Matt Carpenter thing, yeah, I, I pointed that out. Of He obviously has limited at-bats in comparison to – Josh Donaldson, but Mm -hmm. he, this is a guy prior, let me just pull his stats up prior to the the pandemic season, because this is a guy that was looked at as a very, very solid baseball player for the St. Louis Cardinals, and he had a drastic fall off similar to what we've seen before from there be some Yankee players that we've seen who said, what the hell? We had a few of them last year that did it. Um, but prior to the, I think, our 2019 season, prior to the 2019 season where he only had 15 home runs, 46 RBIs, 226 average, 334 on base, 392 slugging. So not terrible, but not really good. Um, but this was a guy that was ninth in MVP voting the year before in 2018, had 36 home runs, 81 RBIs. 2016 he was an all-star 2014 all-star 2013 an all-star like those guys don't necessarily I know when players get 
older with age and their games start to diminish but in the role that he's in right now he's flourishing and he's talked about how he's been able to find his swing and it's honestly a very similar story if you look at Josh Donaldson's numbers because Josh Donaldson in I th- I want to say it was around the same time but I don't know if you remember this Tyler but he he had a, a fall off year, and that's when Toronto dumped him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what year was it? Uh, so 2017, 2018 was the year for Donaldson, and he ended up going to Cleveland, and he just it looked like a drastic fall off. That was his age 32 season. I think for Carpenter, it was his age like 33, 34 season. But at just as Josh Donaldson rediscovered himself, Matt Carpenter sort of rediscovered himself it seems a lower sample size but in the capacity that he's playing if you need to if need be he is a great back I I you made this point to me in a text message I wish he played left field because I would yeah. debate playing him and he was like 2 3 years younger because I would debate playing him every day um or probably try and play him every day or imploring the Yankees to play him every day but yeah it's like now the third base production looks crazy of what you're getting. Um, yeah. And he is doing – and it's really cool because Andrew McCutcheon tweeted out yesterday. of he, He's a friend with Matt Carpenter. He's saying what Matt Carpenter's doing is really cool of how he's just rediscovered himself. And he's playing really good baseball for the Yankees in his role, and he talked about it in a post-game press conference that this group is special, and he's so glad to be a part of it. And – yeah, he swept the. Like, other than Matt Carpenter, we probably would have had what Miguel Andujar in this role, I believe. Yeah, and probably something like that. So Marwin, Car- a little more Marwin action. Yeah, um, probably that. Marwin's Marwin plays everywhere though. It seems, dude. Um, in in 180 games, in the last two seasons he played, so 2020 and 2021, he had seven home runs. He's got six in 10 games with the Yankees. 180. He had seven. It's, it's really amazing what a change it's, in a swing yeah. can do for a player. I got to shout out. I was listening to Talking Yanks this morning because I didn't watch a whole bunch of this weekend. So I had to kind of, you know, figure out what the hell was going on. But um, they compared him to Joey Votto, dude, who had a little bit of a fall off the last couple of years. And then last year he raked. I think he hit like 12 home runs in one month, something stupid like that. And they mentioned that over the offseason – Carpenter did not want to retire because he, you know, thought he still had some juice in him. Dude's obviously been a very good hitter, you know, the entirety of his career for the most part. Um, I guess he called Joey Votto and was like, dude, what, why, like, how did you fix your swing? And John Boy made the point that they talked for three hours. And I imagine, obviously, figured something out. And then Matty Carps looks like he changed his swing and. I don't know, dude. I mean, the guy has got a 342 OPS plus in 10 games. He, he's just – he looks locked in. Yeah, I heard that too on MLB Network that Votto told him the harsh truth and said, uh, listen, dude, you got to do this, 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 this. And it's credit to him. Credit, yeah. credit to – For real. Thanks, Joey Votto, yeah, by the good way. looks. <laughs> so um, – It's crazy because yep. the Cardinals, like, owed him money still. And they were oh, just like, yeah, we we like we can't play you anymore because you're not doing anything. Yeah, it was uh, a guy that went from uh, MVP candidate, like top 
top four, I believe it was, mm-hmm. um, at, at times. For a Cardinals. while. He was very good with the Cardinals, especially in 2013 before they lost to the Red Sox. That team was good, and he was one of the catalysts. And um, yeah, He's just a good ball player, and clearly he he adds very well to the to the culture and the roster and everything. So, um, yeah, so with the schedule coming up, we have Tampa, Toronto, back to Tampa, then uh, Houston comes, and then we go on a little bit of an easier streak. Um, but important, important stretch for the Yanks, yeah. and they can either let up a little bit during this stretch or they could – considerably distance themselves from the rest of the competition step on their throat dude yeah because in and, in theory i mean i don't i'm not trying to put you know bad juju in the air but if tampa comes in or something and sweeps or wins four of six i mean then all of a sudden they're only four games up instead of eight and a half or four and a half games up so go step on their throat dude you got probably i mean if a playoff series started tomorrow, I mean, you know, there could be a couple arguments, Tyone, whatever the case may be. You got I think Cole. they got a bye, too, at this moment in time. Yeah, you got, but coming up against Tampa, I mean, you got Cole, Nestor, Seve against Kluber, McClanahan, and Rasmussen. So, I mean, that's that's your, it was your big three. Yep. At home, keep, let's do it. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep winning games. Keep keep the good vibes going Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's it for episode 96 Uh, as always be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening be sure to head over to our social media channels at four savages on twitter at four train savages on instagram as well as the youtube channel go ahead over there you can find it on our on our on our links and everything that you can go go figure it out Um, be sure to leave a rate and review if you're listening on Apple it really helps us out be uh, discovered by more Yankee fans and get our get the word out a little bit more on the pod and we really appreciate it Uh, but that's it for episode 96 we will catch you guys next time